Hey everybody, how you doing today? It's Pastor Chip again. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm about to sneeze. Um, but I hope everybody's doing well. I had a kind of an interesting weekend. I went to a I went to a stockyard sale with my daughter up in Virginia and you may hear the results of that intermittently around here as I have three little banty roosters that like to crow and a couple of ducks don't know how long they're all going to last but I'm trying them out but anyway I'm going to talk about something that's big 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 in the Bible oh I don't know if it'd be the biggest thing in the Bible. I guess it, other than Jesus, it would be the biggest thing in the Bible. And that's faith. Uh, faith. You know, we talk about faith a lot. Uh, we talk about believing in Jesus and believing, in, you know, the things he tells us to do and repentance and... But we always seem to associate faith in that aspect, and we forget about the other faith um, that goes hand in hand with that, and that's living by faith, uh, exercising our faith. Um, you know, and more, more. Um, Specifically, acting on on faith when you hear things, uh, feel things, when you feel that God's telling you something, uh, not dismissing it. You see, Saturday, uh, I got to tell this without telling, without telling it. <laughs> Saturday, I went up to Virginia, and as I come around a curve, I mean, it was a place that's um, just a few little beaten down houses and trailers along the side of the road, not much of a little community, but you could tell it was kind of a poor struggling area. And I um, come around the corner, busted out into the open, and there they were. And I felt God saying to me, stop and talk to that woman. But I didn't. I said, well, I got to go. I got to get up there with my daughter to the stockyard. Um, I'll do it on the way back. And I put God off. And um, I went on up there at the stockyard and had fun and sat with my family and bought these little chickens and some ducks and came back and I was coming back and listening to Christian music and driving along and then all of a sudden I realized, uh-oh, I'm about to be, I'm about to be in that area again. Do I stop? 
Oh, maybe I won't even. Maybe I won't even see him. I started justif- justifying, rationalizing my not stopping in all kinds of ways, and and here again because I'm not new, uh, not uh, familiar with the area. Uh, busted into the middle of it again, real quick. It's a small, small area on this on this road, and came upon it, and I made up every excuse. Uh, she won't be out there. I won't stop. I don't know which place it was. Blah blah blah. And I come around the corner, and there she sits on a John Deere lawnmower mowing the grass. Well. I was caught. God said, how are you going to drive by this one, buddy? Well, drive by I did. But I only went by so I could find a place to turn around. And I came back and turned around in front of her and got out. and We talked for a very brief minute. And... I doubted because of things that I saw, but upon our conversation, I realized there was so much more, so much more that I didn't even know about. And had I driven by, I would have missed a blessing. And not only that, I would have been disobedient, but I would have missed a blessing. So I went on my way, came home feeling feeling good and very humble. And thanking God for that experience and asking for forgiveness for my doubt and moving on. And moving on. And so, um, my friend Russell, uh, he has a friend whose daughter is in the hospital. She'd been in the hospital for some time. and I mean, sometime, by some time, I mean like a couple of weeks. She, she over... OD'd and uh, she's got some issues, uh, medical issues, and and I felt the need to go pray over her. I kept I kept feeling the need that I should go pray over her, and um, my schedule and uh, and issues with her. Medical care kept blocking me from getting down there. And uh, so yesterday was Mother's Day. The day after, I uh, acted on faith. And And it kept on me, it kept on me, it kept on me. God just kept nudging me that I need to go pray for this girl. So, I went to bed Saturday night. Still not really certain, but but not but not 
but not writing it off. But uh, I was awakened at 5 o'clock this morning. You know who woke me up? It wasn't Ginger. I guess it was a gentle nudge from God. It said, get up. Got to go. It was a two and a half hour drive for me to where this hospital was. And um, I got up. I got dressed. I drove two and a half hours on Mother's Day morning. Yes, I miss church. My mother is in heaven. And my girls are at their own respective homes. And But I felt I needed to go do what God asked me to do. So I spent two and a half hours praying. Praying for her. Praying, talking to God. And I got to the hospital and went in. And they didn't have anybody there by that name. So I called my friend to make sure I was at the right hospital. And I was, and we got to checking. And you see, they were transferring her to, a, to Duke University Medical Center so she could get some specialized care on Monday, today. But it just so happens to be that she was moved on Saturday. And I missed her. And everybody was so apologetic and so sorry that I had wasted my time and that I didn't know and and you know, I don't think it was a waste of time. You see, I had some five hours of God time. I had time to reflect and time to think. Time to pray. It wasn't a waste of time. I just really sorry I missed the girl. But you know, I got to looking at scripture. There's a lot of scripture in there that talks about faith, you know, just average things of faith. But you know, Hebrews ten thirty eight says, Now the just shall live by faith. But listen to this. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. What if I had not done what God asked me to do this weekend? Either day. 
I wouldn't have been on his list today. He would have no pleasure in me. Hebrews 11, 7 says, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Noah listened to God when he said he was going to destroy the world. And he labored a hundred and I think twenty years on building that ark in a world that was evil. People probably laughing at him. Look at that fool over there building that whatever that is. Talking about the world's going to flood. He's an idiot. Just think about it. Probably setting up campfires and just living around him and just laughing and mocking him all the time. And anytime people were traveling, probably going trading or whatever, let's go by and see what that fool Noah's building. Just think about it. By faith, Noah obeyed. I want you to think a little deeper. Had Noah not obeyed, we wouldn't be having this conversation. There would be no more from Noah's time. There would be no Bible. There would be no world. Maybe a utopia God might have created with just the animals or whatever, but there wouldn't have been no humans. And it says, Abraham was called by faith to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. And by faith he dwelt in the land of promise as a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. And Sarah, by faith? Just think about it. Because Noah was faithful. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were called the fathers, our patriarchs. But you know, it wouldn't be none of them if it wasn't for Noah. That's a loud blue jay. <clears throat> but, uh, what are we missing by not acting on faith. What has God prepared for us that having faith He may bless us more and more so much that we can't even understand it? I guess the hardest thing for most people is to even recognize that God is even speaking to them. If you're riding down the road and you get this urge that you need to do something to somebody on the side of the road or wherever or call them or 
go to them. People, you better you better realize when God's talking to you. You know, the more and more, the more and more I hear, the more and more, it's a clear, clear command. It's not a, oh, well, I'm imagining things. You need to learn to recognize that voice in your head. What did it say in 1038? But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. How many times have you drawn back from the Lord? How many times have you failed? Have you failed to exercise the faith? My friend Mike told me a story about I think he was in Nashville. He was walking down the street and he walked by a homeless guy. And he said after he got down the, got down the road a little ways, he just felt that the conviction that he had really messed up. And he turned around to go back and the guy was gone. The impact on him was what had he missed? He had missed the opportunity to help a man. He had been disobedient to the Lord. He missed out. But then he got to thinking, what did I miss out on? What blessing did I not receive? Don't know if that guy was a genuine homeless person or an angel on the street, but he felt that the way he looked at that guy and everything, he had he had been in the presence of an angel. And because of that, he never, ever passes up the opportunity when he feels God telling him to do something. People, you are not guaranteed your next heartbeat, your next breath of air, your next kiss, your next meal, your next I love you, I'm sorry. You're not guaranteed anything. I beg you, get your faith right and get your heart right. Preferably the heart right first and then faith. If you get your heart right and believe in the Lord, you can work on faith every time you walk by somebody or hear something or see something. But don't let don't let your sand run out in the hourglass before it's too late. This is Pastor Chip. Thank you. For tuning in, thank you for listening, and God bless you, and be safe.